Digital Amicus presents the Obiter Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Rahim Abbasi, and I will be anchoring this session of the Obiter Podcast. I am joined today by two remarkable and um, very, very insightful people. I am joined by um, Muhammad Zaman Khan and a returning guest from our previous session, which is um, Abdul Moiz Ali. Good to have both of you here. It's great to be hey, back, guys. Rahim. Welcome, welcome, Zaman. And it's such a pleasure to be back here. It's always so fun interacting with this lot. And it's always so fun to talk about our individual experiences as budding law students and as people who have seen a very dramatic year happening right before our very eyes. So it's great to be back. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. It's my first time, but you know, you both are there and it's a company, a great company here. So, um, and it's amazing that we have a platform where we can discuss, as Moise mentioned, we have had a rather dramatic year. So, you know, a very different law school experience in our first year. So I think it's worth talking about. And it's great we have a platform to do that. That you are right, it definitely is. And I am glad that the three of us are here together to have this opportunity to just give a bit of an evaluation and overview of how our year went and what um, experiences we have gone through and what um, we have learned in just a matter of one year, which I would argue has been quite a lot. And um, now I wanted to hear from both of you, first and foremost, just a very, very brief overview of um, why you chose this profession and what you were doing before that may have um, triggered a change or caused you to transition into the legal career. Or was it something you always had in the back of your minds that you wanted to pursue? Let's start with you, Mois. All right. So, Rahim, as I mentioned before in the previous podcast, I have always been an individual who has loved how articulation has paved its way in making great strides in the uh, in the larger uh, frame of history. I've met with many people who have uh, formed my story, who have allowed uh, me to understand where they come from and how they see the world, how the world has changed their lives and how they wish to see the world for the generations that they are to breed in the future. I love the, the art of words, how we can use powerful speeches to incite and ignite great change across the spectrum, and how we can, as people, as individuals, we can contribute to something which is much greater and much more remarkable than our, our own selves. I would love to be a great, a small, I would love to play a small part in the contribution of that great uh, culmination of uh, achievements that we as a species have yet to make. So that, that that is my primary motivation of joining this profession. That is great. Uh, Zaman, what about you? Yeah, so my experience is a, a bit different from both of you, I guess, because I was living the typical, uh, stereotypical um, doctor life before this because I was a medical student. So uh, in my AS, till my AS, I was a pre-med student and I was busy studying physics, chemistry, biology and, you know, the usual stuff. So, um, you know, after after my AS, I, because it was quite late in my life when I actually realized that I may have a potential elsewhere and that, you know, 
we have other expertise as well and sometimes they remain dormant inside us but you know there's always there's a right time to see through it and actually you know enact change so i think um that's where the change began and after my as i dropped free medical and i chose social sciences because i decided to join law school in my for my university so i wanted to i wanted to make myself um because i've been participating in a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, usual high school debate competitions as well as public speaking platforms i've been a public speaker since since my secondary school and after that you know participating in basic um, muns and parliamentary debates that used to be the usual uh, type of debating in high school right so that was something that was a place where i realized that i have a potential in speaking and that i also saw the legal fraternity around me and i also saw the amount of change that is required in the legal fraternity of pakistan and how i can be a member of the legal fraternity and create change simultaneously because as moise mentioned that you know a lawyer has a very very major impact in the society first of all it's about creating legal awareness moreover it's about basically using your voice for the greater good right it's about using your voice for catalyzing change and when you know that you have a voice which can be a tool for change and that is when you actually you know choose your fields as law and that is when i decided that i am going to be a lawyer and i decided to go to a law school which you know which was out of my way because i was going for a med school an year ago and then i suddenly decided to go to a law school so this was a great change and um, you know my family supported me through this and i i see i now believe that um i can find greater potential in this very field and this is where i belonged since the beginning but you know we all find our ways somewhere between our lives sometime earlier sometime later so you know it's good to find that way and i think i found my way that's lovely and i think um one thing that i can take away from that is that when you're in high school you know you're still in a position where you're not exactly certain what you want to do you have to look at a lot of different things you have to consider a lot of different circumstances and you really have to go out of your way to decide for yourself what academic pursuit is good for you and what you feel like you could make the most of and you know i've had a very similar experience to yours actually um i have been a social sciences student for the entirety of my life um you know ever since o levels i've been taking history um world history and uh english literature which i then continued on to study in my a levels alongside um a level law because i've always had you know the idea in the back of my mind that a legal career could be a viable option for me after i was done with high school you know after a lot of consideration after a lot of um forethought i had ended up deciding to fixate myself on it and actually going forward in in a pursuit of that career and yes you know i feel like um i feel like the social sciences the impact that they have played on my life on my academic understanding on the way i view the things around me on the way i on the opinions that i have about school in general they have been very very substantial you know social sciences has integrated itself very well with my extracurricular activities you know because i used to take part in a lot of academic debate um 
Well, the entirety of my A-levels actually was spent debating. It was the bulk of my existence at the time in A-levels, and I feel like it really did have a hand to play in... Um, in this pursuit because you know a lot of things that you end up learning a lot of things you end up participating in they do tie into the legal profession there are striking similarities and there are there is a definite correlation that i did see back then and that i can still see right now which makes me all the more grateful that i had participated in that stuff back in a levels and back when i was in high school you know it's something that i'm sure resonates really well with with all of us um what about you Moise? what do you say about that yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. Uh, the one point that you raised that really struck with me was uh, our similar backgrounds. I have also been a social science student all my life. I actually took biology in my O-levels, and, and contrary to popular belief, uh, the belief that people have stacked up against social science students that they cannot thrive in the sciences, alhamdulillah, I had a great time with my science background, and biology was my favorite science, and it's something that makes me happy uh, to this day. But my prime reason of choosing, of consciously choosing the field of law, and uh, like you, Rahim, I've also taken law in my A-levels, and I had, a, I had a swell time with it. I had a ball. It was my, one of my main reasons for going to college every day and, and figuring out new concepts and seeing the world from a very different lens as compared to the, uh, the, the generic way that we see the world. So law has always been a profession that has made me giddy from the inside. And uh, writing in itself, essay writing, critical analysis and thinking, uh, applying what I write in my everyday life and making sense out of the complex intricacies that the world presents us with has always been a, a very deep rooted passion of mine. And so by choosing law, I saw that as my personal vanquish, as my personal victory and me taking my individual calling back from the world and applying it somewhere where I uh, applying it on things that I actually care about. I care about this profession so much. I care about the way this profession can uh, actually impact lives. And my reasons for doing this purely are philanthropic in nature. Uh, I've always been an individual that has wanted to push the envelope in the act of giving and has always wanted to have my comrades with me and do the same with my comrades. So this profession has provided me everything, uh, a purpose uh, of life, a meaning to everything. And it has wrapped everything up in a very pretty tiny bow. Uh, and this is something I want to pursue for the rest of my life. So that's it. You know, one year down the line with us having successfully completed our first year of law school together, um, you know, I will say that I have had the distinguished honor of having gone to school with both of you and having um, gotten that firsthand entry into this profession with the two of you. And I have to say, you both are genuinely remarkable people and everything that you've said, um, I'm sure it resonates with a lot of other people who are actively entangled in this profession. And it definitely resonates well with me. And you know what? In looking back at the journey that we have shared together over the past year, I think it's safe to say or safe to divide it into two separate distinct parts. We have our first semester together back when we started our first year of the LLB program. And uh, that's where I would argue the bulk of our experience was accumulated. And then you have the second half where we where well, 
to put things a bit more cordially, we had been struck by a certain disease that had much more far-reaching consequences than we could have ever anticipated. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think I I could hear your opinions on that as well, about how things have gone. Just a very quick evaluation of what happened exactly. Let's start with Yuzaman. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting question about what happened, you know, because that's something I've been asking myself since the start of 2020. Because, you know, uh, we have had a good time since the start. I mean, um, not to forget, we had Jessup this year. But, you know, we, we, we had the experience to go there and, you know, experience mooting. And we had a good, I may say, two to three months of 2020. And then after that, we had this whole um, COVID-19 scare. And I think after that, things changed. Because, you know, that's when our experience, our law school experience, went from, from our law school to our PCs. And I think that's when the problem started, right? Because there was a rise of Zoom classes and, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say that those classes were not effective or those classes did not basically, you know, uh, reach their desired result. I think, all right, they were important and they were uh, something, they, they were something which were essential at that very time, right? Because there was no alternative. Physical learning was very difficult, and I think it's still very difficult at this moment. So they, we, we had the switch for the first time in our lives. I mean, we talk about, you know, modernization, and we talk about digitalization all the time. And uh, I think this was our first-hand experience at, at you, know, you know, getting that digital experience. And uh, honestly speaking, we being... Um, we being the Gen Z, uh, this this was still surprising to us because, you know, we are used to meeting each other. I think the law school we go in is not only about studying law or, you know, you know, just, you know, the contents of the law or all the subjects we have. I think it's more about the experience itself because the law school is not just a place where you go to study. It's a place where you go meet people from the fraternity you will be a part of after a few years, after you're done with your degree, right? You might be interacting with your future boss. You might be interacting with your future partner. You might be interacting with your future colleague. So I think that's more important because a law school is a place where the future legal fraternity members meet. And that is very essential for a law school. And right at that moment, right at that moment, we, we, you know, I think we were separated at that moment. And after this entire COVID-19 situation, we were not able to meet each other. And all that was left was that Zoom class we attend together. And, uh, you know, you know how it goes then. You know, there actually is a lot of truth in that. And um, I should say that our first semester was incredible. It went by so smoothly. We learned so much. We were able to get so much done and accumulate so much experience from pretty much everything that you've mentioned. Um, but then again, it's so it's still hard to believe how sudden COVID-19 was and just how just how much it stifled pretty much everything, every plan we had for the second semester. You know, I... I would definitely argue that our that our year had pretty much come to an official end in February and March because after that, you know, it's just been a 
very long hiatus. What about you, Moise? What do you say about that? Yeah, I agree, Rahim, and I agree with uh, all the experiences that you guys have faced and Zaman that Zaman has talked about just recently. I, to be honest with you, Rahim, I have never seen ten uh, months as so adventurous. I've never seen a more adventurous ten months ever in my life. I have, uh, we have experienced everything across the board, and I think it's very safe to say that life itself has changed across the board. We as students and we as individuals have never met with circumstances this novel. The, this truly is a novel circumstance that we have, I, I would say that we have had the privilege of being a part of since life is a spectrum in nature. We have seen the entire spectrum of life so far in these 10 months. And there was a certain point in time during COVID, during the early days of COVID when the cases were skyrocketing, where things seemed almost post-apocalyptic at times, if uh, I believe both of you have seen the movie I Am Legend. And the, the atmosphere that was created by this virus was the same as the movie. I used to head out of my house, and the, the streets used to be absolutely empty. I could hear my own voice for the very first time in public. And it was a, uh, it was a very exciting time, and, uh, and a very thrilling time, and a very scary time at the same, uh, at the same time. We, this uh, God had, as you said, God has sent us a great judgment, and uh, this was a test for all of us. And th these circumstances translated into our academic lives as well. We, as Aman said, we have had the experience of having Zoom classes for the very first time in our lives. And there have been many technical difficulties that we face, but we have also learned how to adapt to these circumstances. So if something of this nature ever revisits us, God forbid, then we will know what to do. We, uh, as we have spent six months together in each other's company, and it, it has been a very eventful six months. As Zaman said, we were preparing for Jessup, which is the most prestigious moot competition in the world. We then further went to Lahore for the national rounds, and it. It, it, was a, it was a time of my life where I felt truly alive because I'd never experienced something like this before. I had never traveled outside of my vicinity, outside of my own city alone. So that was pretty exciting. And uh, it really helped me learn a lot about, how, about my own abilities as a person and about how much I can take care of myself and about how ready I am for the, the challenges that life, the, the curveballs that life is going to throw at me in the future. So I've personally, I've had a very exciting time with this and, and I just can't wait to be back to my normal life. But at the same time, I've also relished the, the, the privacy that I've received and the time I have received for myself during these 10 months. You know, I would actually go as far as to say that Jessup was the extremely fitting conclusion to our first semester. It's where our first year of law school ended, and it ended with a, on a very serious high note, definitely. Um, now, to add some levity to this discussion, let's talk about that first semester. Let's talk about those six or seven months of, um, of experience and just the kind of time that we had. And I feel like we have quite a lot to talk about here. You know, um, let's talk about the academics, you know, getting into our classes, um, our respective modules, how those turned out, how those have been. Let's let's hear what you have to say about that. Zaman, let's start with you. 
Yeah, so talking about my first, you know, because because you guys were you guys had some kind of uh, legal background, right? Because you had law in your real levels, but law to me uh, was you know completely new because I was ready for anything which comes in my way because I had no idea how this course will look like or you know how it will turn out to be because I just made a decision, a tough decision, and I was, you know, I was ready to face whatever comes in my way. But as soon as I entered that very law school, and, you know, I I met you wonderful bunch. And uh, after that, I think, you know, after I started attending all the classes, and after we were introduced to all the modules, all the respective modules, and all the, all the respective uh, lecturers of that modules, I think, um, I think that was that that had a very key impact in you know resolving that confusion in my head as to what law looks like because it was relatively new for me and um, I tried to adapt to it and uh, I, I believe every module has been has been very interesting in its own sense to me because you know starting with all all the modules we had we had public law we had criminal law we had contract law. And we had legal skills and methods, right? So um, I think uh, you know every every subject has been every module has been very interesting uh, in its own domain. Talking about criminal law, we learned a lot about you know the criminal proceedings and you know all the case laws aiding to it. They were so interesting, and you know there's this there's this inherent interest you have in criminal law. There's something you find interesting and you know uh, we we had a great bunch of uh, lecturers for us so that that did half the work for us moreover i think um in contract we learned how civil cases go on right and how how basically what 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 is a contract and i think i think this where where at one point this gave us you know the basics of um law more importantly, it also, you know, made us realize how we have all these elements present in our in our life, in our everyday life. You know, contract law can be found in our it can be found in our everyday life, and I think that's something which which is very important to talk about, right? Because we have seen that we we have experienced these things outside the book as well, because we can see all of these things happening outside us. As Moise mentioned, we, um, you know, we, we, we live, we live in a place we, where we aim to create change. And in order to do that, we, we, we need legal awareness and the importance of legal awareness is, is significant in an individual's life. And I think when we start studying law and we, when we start, you know, introducing ourselves to these new principles, I think we are very well in a position where we can, you know, create awareness to other people in other people as well, amongst others as well. And I think that's that's the best part about it. You you can you can actually use your basic knowledge to to see and you can view everything in your daily life in a very different manner. And that it changes your it changes your point of view. It changes your um, you know your observing uh, capacity, your capability. And I think that is something amazing. So, you know, if you ask about me, my I've had a great time with my modules and alhamdulillah, we have had, all three of us got um, 
you know, we had great, um, we have had a great year. Um, and uh, talking about my personal favorite, contract law has been absolutely amazing. And um, as besides that, I've enjoyed public law as well. And um, I think I think I'll miss those subjects in my second year. Um, and I really had a good time with them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I have very thoroughly enjoyed those classes. Those were some fascinating modules. You know, we've learned some really good stuff. Um, a little bit technical. I like I like how um you know they're they're very they vary quite a bit in terms of the actual subject matter and the actual substance that you're going into. You know, contract law and criminal are very very technical. Um, public is a bit more philosophical, a bit more essay based. You know, it's a bit more expansive in that sense. In that sense, there has been some good variation. There has been quite a lot to go over. Um, fairly difficult, fairly easy at times. You know, just what you'd expect from any university, honestly. But it's been it's been a good semester. You know, I've really enjoyed those modules. What about you, Moise? What do you have to say? Well, Ryan, this first year has been my baby, man. Uh, quite honestly, if the, if there's one inextricable theme that I can get from my academic experience as a law student that's uh, who has just started out, I would say that the inextricable theme is diversity. The diversity that we've been exposed to in this year has been truly fulfilling. And because it's because of this diversity that we, that I and all of us have had a very wholesome experience with uh, this year. Uh, public law was one module of mine that e even though we have studied parts of it in our A-levels, the one thing that was different in university was the approach that was taken by our tutors and the approach that was taken by uh, the structure of the course. Uh, the, this new approach exposed us to parliamentary procedure as it was happening. We were spectators of parliamentary procedure. We were looking at that procedure through the looking glass and we, we got up-to-date knowledge and information of wh whatever was happening in the UK, which is another continent away, and we were subject to that and we saw the law being developed before our very eyes and we saw that and we applied that law in our exams and in our everyday legal learning. So that was one thing that really struck my attention and made me love this year. Another, my favorite module for me, this might be a very controversial answer for law students and the law students that, that have started out, the law students that will come in the first year will, will probably uh, raise their eyebrows when I say this. But for me, my favorite module was criminal law. Many, uh, many students see this as uh, a personal demon since it's, I believe it is the most challenging module you can have in the first year. But the thing about criminal law is that after studying it, it exposed me to the depth of human behavior. It made me really see humans uh, at their most vulnerable state. It made me justify whatever attitudes human beings have had towards each other and have really played its part in helping me understand why people do what they do, why they choose a very questionable criminal action for the greater good sometimes, why it's almost necessary to do something that might be unacceptable in modern times and unacceptable in any normal circumstance. So criminal law was one module that helped me understand uh, the, as I said, the depth of human behavior and the breadth of human behavior. So this year has been very personal for me as well. Uh, because it was a culmination of my budding interest in law that I pursued onto university, and uh, something that I will that I now will 
hope to pursue in the future that I will pursue in the future. So this year has been an absolute blast and I just can't wait to see what's next. Now that you should mention that, I feel like we cannot commit the sin of talking about this year without talking about the absolute highlight of the semester. That, of course, being our experience, or rather our entry into mooting, which (laughs) definitely has had its ups and downs. It's definitely been a very, very challenging, if not the most challenging thing I have ever done in my entire life. That much is true, and I'm sure that... um, Both of you feel quite similarly about it, but yeah, let's talk about mooting. Let's talk about how we got into it. Let's talk about how it ended for us and how we basically concluded our semester in the most dramatic and brilliant way possible with Jessup. Let's get into that. So Zaman, let's start with you. Why don't you give us a bit of a rundown on how it all happened? So starting with, you know, how we got into mooting, because also something very important to mention is that all three of us were there like since the beginning. So wherever we got, we got in together. So that is one thing I would want to, you know, appreciate and mention here specifically. And so, you know, starting with how we got into mooting. So basically, you know, I think all three of us were involved in debating and, you know, the traditional forms of debating in high school, the, the, the type of debating we had in high school, which was, you know, Mall United Nations. Then we had parliamentary debates and other kind of debates, you know. But mooting was something totally different. It was it was something we were never exposed to and we didn't have any idea of how to go about it. So the first time, you know, because we, we all three of us were very, very enthusiastic about, you know, continuing the debate aspect in our extracurriculars, uh, even through our university level. So when we got into the law school, um, the first thing we looked for was, you know, trying to find that debate um, element in our extracurriculars. And there in a law school, you the, the, the you know, the most significant um, extracurricular you will have um, is mooting. And it isn't even, you know, totally extracurricular because that is something which actually has a huge impact on your legal career as well, on your law school experience as well. So I wouldn't, you know, call it extracurricular. It's actually, it actually, it is as significant as studying the law. So basically, um, you know, the first time we had this orientation ceremony uh, by our law school and we were interacting together with people and I remember that uh, we were introduced to our uh, moot coach at that time. And, uh, you know, that is when we actually started to wonder about, you know, about what mooting looks like. And, you know, do we want to do this or, you know, don't we? So basically, you know, we were very enthusiastic about debating. So we, you know, went on to our moot coach and, you know, inquired about mooting and we wanted to know about it. We were like those kids who actually want to learn something new and are very excited to, you know, expose themselves to a new thing. So we went to our coach and our coach briefed us about what mooting is. And um, I remember the day I went home and the first thing I was thinking was that my, this is a totally different thing. I mean, 
what have I been doing the rest of my life? I mean, all the different kind of debates I've been doing in my high school and my secondary school, this is a totally different thing. And it sounds interesting, you know. And when you when you actually hear about something different, you're automatically inclined towards participating in it. So that's the first thing which came in my mind. And I, I, I can bet it came into your minds as well, all three of us, basically. So, um, you know, that is when we had this interest of participating in mood courts. So the first thing we did in our law school, law school was to, we gave our, um, you know, we gave, um, we gave this whole entry test for, um, you know, Jessup. This was basically, we had our auditions and, you know, we, we actually got into the team. We got into a team and um, now, the only trouble we had was, you know, how this will look like, you know, how it moves on to be like, because we have never been exposed to mooding before, as 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 Rahim mentioned, as Marie's mentioned, it was completely new. So, you know, we um, planned out to participate in a mood court competition in Islamabad. It was based in um, it was it was based in Pakistani law and um it was me and Rahim participating in it. And it was the first ever moot court competition of our lives. And we were so excited. But the one drawback of you know participating in that competition was that it was very last minute because we were so confused. And by the time we made a decision over it, um, we were, you know, we, 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 we didn't have enough time to, you know, go about it. So, it was, I wouldn't say that, you know, we had a lot of time to go and prepare for it, but we did go for it. And uh, it was a rather very decent experience we had at Mooting because I think what was required at that time was that we, for once, for once, expose ourselves to Mooting because we cannot just directly go to Jessup and, you know, make it our first ever Moot experience. We have to do something prior to that to prepare ourselves for Jessup and, you know, prepare ourselves for what's coming ahead of us. So I think that was a very good experience. And um, me and Rahim, we had a great experience in Islamabad as well. Um, and, you know, also very important to mention that in that very competition, when we prepared for that, it was based on local law. We learned about a lot of things, a lot of things about local law that at least I never knew before. And that was something really exciting, you know, you know, learning about new things. And, you know, it was it was totally new for us because we went out of our way. Our usual degree is the UK law degree. But when we got an opportunity to actually participate in a local law competition that gave us an exposure other than our studies as well. And I think that is something I loved. I absolutely loved about it. And while preparing for that mood court, we learned a lot of concepts, we learned a lot, a, a lot about local law. And um, I think that was amazing for us. And the experience we had was amazing as well. And after that, uh, you know, we knew what mooting looks like and we were all prepared and all pumped up for Jessup, you know. So I think that is truly where our mooting experience began. And as Rahim mentioned, it concluded in a masterpiece. So that is what I would like to say.
You know, I think a very good way of looking at it, or at least explaining it, would be that we started mooting out of a out of a compulsion to continue doing what we enjoyed doing in our time in high school, in our time in A-levels. I wanted to start mooting because, you know, I thought it would be a good thing to continue with because I loved debating in A-levels. I, um, I really enjoyed participating in debates and taking, taking part in that sort of thing. It's the bulk of my time in high school, something I definitely wanted to continue in university, in my undergrad. And what we ended up getting was the proverbial kick in the face with just how different and challenging and, I think to put it a bit more bluntly, just how real mooting is compared to any of that extracurricular stuff we had done beforehand. It was a completely different ballpark that we were not expecting, and um, we definitely had to um, bear the consequences of going in so unprepared, and definitely we learned a lot, and... You know, as difficult and overbearing as I as I may as it may sound from what I am saying, it is probably the most fun I have had in a very long time. You know, I have enjoyed it so thoroughly, even though it has been so immensely difficult compared to what we were used to doing beforehand. And it has been a pretty good wake up call, I would say, something that very much ties into what we're doing in school, something that very much ties in directly to what to what kind of knowledge and what kind of skill and experience is necessary to go on with this pursuit. And there is a lot of truth in that. Now, what you said um, about Islamabad uh, rings very, very true. It was it was our first actual moot experience, Um, you know. The first time we actually had to go out and try something like this on the competitive level. And, you know, we were very unprepared for it because we hadn't uh, decided or even confirmed that we would be going to Islamabad for that one moot competition until two days before our flight. And in those two days, I still remember you and me sitting in the conference room of our school just cramming whatever information we could and trying to build up a case out of absolutely nothing. And this wasn't an easy case. This was a pretty difficult, I'd say fairly difficult case about um, the local law and about the structure of our constitution. It was very, very difficult. And in those two days, I have learned uh, a bunch of stuff that I would definitely call a bit of a wake-up call, that I would definitely call a bit of a, a, bit of a necessary a necessary injection of information that um, I feel like had been completely overlooked beforehand. Because again, you know, this is not debating. This is not a casual, fun extracurricular that you can do after school and get good at. This is serious. And on top of that, I still remember our first ever experience. You know, we were we had gotten a fairly reasonable taste of what we were getting ourselves into when we had started preparing for this moot. And, you know, we immediately knew that this is not going to be just like any other debate. This is going to be something so much more serious, something so much more demanding, and something that will ultimately require a lot more skill. It will require considerable more skill. And it's going to require nothing but raw intelligence. And that, that was something we really had to build up and get used to. Now, I remember it on the first day of our first actual session in that moot. Um, I remember I was the first speaker and I sat there next to you. We saw um, the opposing team come in. We were preparing to we were preparing to actually begin. And at that point, I remember I still remember watching the, the bench walk into the room and take their seats. And it hit me immediately. This is not some senior of mine or, you know, some 
some some older person with a bit more experience who's going to criticize what I'm doing and who's going to judge the competition and, you know, give me some critique. Maybe this is a real guy that probably goes to Supreme Court every morning for all I know. He's a real practicing lawyer or even a real judge or someone who actively has an important role in this in this profession. This is no longer the same old cookie cutter, you know, post-academic post-academic extracurricular where you have fun and you learn things. This is the real deal. That guy does probably is not concerned about, you know, about how well I'm doing or, or about how much of a beginner I am or how much I'm learning the ropes. That guy knows what he's talking about. He knows this case inside and out, and he wants to see it done right. And here we have myself, the first speaker, and then there's you, a bunch of kids, fresh out of high school in their first year of law school who barely know anything, who had to work up a case in literally two days. And I could tell both of us were panicking quite a lot. It was actually a pretty funny situation. But then again, you know, it makes me all the more happy to know just how well that day went and to know just how just how surprisingly good we had performed on that day because it was our first moot. And again, we were panicking and we were actually pretty terrified because we learned it the hard way. And had that proverbial kick in the face about exactly what we were going to be dealing with and what we had gotten ourselves into. So that's definitely that. Uh, you know, later on, we had to make our final preparations for Jessup, which was already a pretty hectic, hectic turn of events where a lot had happened. There were, there were a lot of ups and downs, a lot that happened as expected, a lot that completely changed by the end of it. We had to reshuffle our team a lot and, you know, we should discuss that. Moise, let's start with you. Let's have a bit of an overview about Jessup from your end. All right. I just have so much to say about this, Rahim, because it was a very thrilling experience for all three of us. Uh, so in a condensed version, I would first like to, uh, to appreciate uh, the, the both of you. I would like to call all three of us the dream team. And whenever I've spoken to you guys about Jessup, I've always, I've always remarked that we came full circle. We had always, uh, since the beginning, beginning of Jessup, when we were starting out, when we were, when we were signing up for the competition, we had reasonable qualms about the entire process, how, how much time it will take, uh, the, the grueling research we will have to do and all that. And uh, through it all, I would like to call all three of us uh, the brothers in pain and brothers in plight, because we have we have been through a grueling time, a, a really stressful time, where of hair splitting, of of conflicts, of professional conflicts, and of organizational technical difficulties. But uh, the remarkable thing is that we have come out of it as stronger and more resilient people. Uh, starting out. When we were signing the forms for Jessup, we, uh, I was pretty daunted by the prospect of studying international law because this was something we had only read about in small hints. And in, uh, we, had, we only have had tidbits of information of international law. But this was the real deal. This was the time when we had to study many different articles. We had to read about the Geneva Convention. We had to read about UN procedure. We had to read about the WTO procedure and how... Uh, diplomatic immunity works in the context of international law, who can be prosecuted, who cannot be prosecuted. These are all the rich questions that were at the back of our minds. But this time round, these were the questions that had haunted our sleep, if we are to say something about them. And these were the questions that had kept us up at night. I remember that all three of us had uh, had sacrificed our sleep for this. And we had uh, woken up 
at sometimes at three in the morning, sometimes at two in the morning, sometimes we had done all nighters to get the research just right. We had compiled all the binders, but at the end of it all, we had a very fulfilling time because we knew that we are making sense of our lives and we're making sense of the education given to us. And we have had the best use of the academic opportunities that were available to us in the first year. Now, moving on to Jessup, the, uh, I would say that the journey was just as rewarding as the destination. We had spent four days in Lahore and I, I'm so surprised to see how we can experience so much in a span of just four days. I mean, 24 multiplied by four, that's not a very long time if you counter in the sleep, if you factor in all the times we have spent hanging out with each other, all the times we have spent exploring the, the bustling city of Lahore. But it was truly a very remarkable time for us. And uh, it was high octane. There was never a moment in Lahore where we were just sitting idle, where we were sitting without any purpose, where we were always working, we were always combining our individual research. We were always making up arguments, practicing those arguments. And now moving on to Jessa, when uh, uh, Rahim and I were the primary speakers and Zaman was the main researcher that helped us out, I remember there was a point in time when Rahim was doing his pleading in front of the esteemed panel of judges and Zaman just raised the point at the very last moment. And that was the winning point for us. So that just shows how well oiled of a machine we were as a team and how well we understood what each of us wanted out of each other. So we pushed each other along with our coach who has just been an angel to us all this time. He has been our best friend and he has been great about us, uh, great with us. And uh, we had encountered the, the great barrage of questions from the judges. And there was a certain point in time where both of us, Rahim and I, both of us, we were trembling. We were visibly trembling because the nature of the questions they were so uh, daunting and they were so challenging that we felt really intellectually stimulated as speakers. And we really learned how to adapt our strategies to better suit the judges because not every judge was the same. Every single judge required a different kind of strategy from us. They were pestering us and they were constantly uh, probing us to answer the questions they wanted answered. And so that was the, the primary point of Jessup that I loved, uh, the primary point being how challenging it was and how, how greatly uh, frightening it was for all of us and ultimately how rewarding it was for all of us at the same time. So Jessa was an absolute charm. It was absolute beauty for us to behold. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Jessup is probably the most incredible experience I have ever had, the most enriching academic experience I have ever had. Everything you said absolutely rings true. And, you know, I have shared the privilege of um, being your second speaker and, you know, speaking with you. Well, we ha I should mention we did have more or less interchangeable roles. You know, sometimes I was the first speaker, sometimes you were the second speaker and so on and so forth because of just how um, chaotic the preparation process had been. You know, we had to reshuffle the team a whole bunch of times because some people couldn't stick with it. Some people had to leave. You know, we had to make so many rearrangements. And in the end, it boiled down to just the three of us when we should have had a five-person team. And, you know, the three of us had to really, really make it count. Um, I remember, you know, on the in the last week or so, in fact, not even the last week, I remember six hours 
before our first session, before I had to go up and speak in front of those, in front of that really, really scary bench of judges, you know, I was um, scrambling through some of Zaman's research and I was scrambling through somebody else's research and material because, you know, last minute I had to take up their role and I had to plead their particular cases as well. Well, their um, their particular points and their particular um, pleadings, of course, I had to plead them as well, just as you had to take up the extra responsibility of pleading somebody else's research because of just how badly the team had been reshuffled. And ultimately, the three of us had to take up the responsibility of the entire year and the entire case. And, you know, that got pretty hectic. And I'm even and I'm surprised by just how well we were able to pull it off. I think we did a really, really good job, you know. Um, I was first speaker on some sessions, and I think that that went really well, really, really well. You know, you as first speaker on your particular pleadings, you did phenomenally as well. We learned a lot. And yeah, those questions were, they were tough. I mean, you know, some really respectable, very daunting people, people who are actively, you know, respected and really know the case inside and out, people who are an active component in the legal profession. You know, like I said before, the real deal, these are this isn't some mere, you know, little competition that you do after school that you can get good at. It's a real thing where you're dealing with a real case where you're being judged and torn into by a real panel of people that have actual experience. And, you know, it's a fantastic experience. You know, on top of that, we've had um, our fair share of enjoyment, you know, traveling Lahore, you know, going in and out, learning so much about about the profession, getting that firsthand insight into international law, which is so difficult yet so rewarding and fascinating. It's been incredible. And on top of that, you know, um, it reminds me of a few situations um, where, you know, we had to um, really, really impromptu some of our research where Zaman almost got killed by a train. Do you care to tell us about that, Zaman? Um, I think that's very. This important. is gonna be fun. Yeah, that is very important because you know, because you know, you have me here talking to you guys right now, and I think that's a miracle. Because <laughs> you know, because um, if I remember correct, so starting, you know, giving you guys an overview, we had the train ride, and um, we used, you know, we, we we had it. We you know, whenever we're traveling. I'm the food guy. So I had brought a lot of food with me and, you know, especially I'll mention donuts here, you know, the donuts are very important because I'll tell you the significance of those donuts in the end and you'll see how important they were. So basically uh, we had this very enjoyable train ride, you know, we kept on eating, we kept on talking and chatting to each other and we had a great ride. We played games and, you know, we researched as well. It was great. We had a great time on train. And then suddenly, you know, we were we were all chilled and, you know, we, we heard that we we're going to reach Lahore in around two hours. And we were sitting calmly in our cabins and, you know, we were relaxed and, you know, talking to each other. And then suddenly time passed and we were still relaxed. And I think we shouldn't have been relaxed at that very moment because we didn't move at that moment. And suddenly we hear the train stop. And before we know it, it's it's Lahore. Oh, we have reached Lahore. So we are sitting in our cabin. Oh, and we have reached Lahore. Wow, amazing. But now the problem was that we had we had to rush, and because it is to remember, it's very important to note here that the train was bound for Islamabad, right? 
So we knew that the train, after stopping at Lahore for a few, will resume its course and go to Islamabad eventually. So we had to rush. We were taking our bags, we were collecting, and we were collecting the food we brought with us. And in this very ordeal, you know, you know, we all, so, so I was inside collecting my baggage and everything, you know, everything. And as soon as I step out of my cabin, the, the, the train starts to move. The train starts to move and we are still inside. And we asked the guy there, there's a guy in the train, uh, the guy who handles the baggage. And we asked the guy and the guy says that now the train's going to stop at Islamabad. And we were like, oh God, oh God, now, now we're dead. So without thinking anything, I'd mentioned Rahim here. Rahim here was the first one to step out with his baggage from a running train. All right. He was successful because the train was slow. Then, you know, then our coach went out. Then Moise went out. And when I was there, you know, the ignorant, lazy me, I was there and I was still wondering what's happening, you know, because I was really confused. I was inside the cave and I was like, what is happening here? And as soon as I, you know, I, 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 and, I look out the, and I look out the window and I see all these, all three of them standing out there and I'm still inside the train and the train starts to accelerate. And that's when I freak out. I take my baggage and now, I, you know, I, I want to jump out of the train, but the train is moving fast now. But I still jump out of the train. And when I jump out, I land on an extremely rough surface. Also, it is to be noted, these fellas, they landed on an absolutely smoothly tiled surface. My goodness. And I was left to that you know, that dump of a place, which was, you know, extremely rough and a few inches away from metal rods. So, yeah, not to mention that. Right. So I jumped out and, you know, I landed um, in a very bad posture and I, you know, and, and I had donuts in my hand, you know, the donuts I mentioned in the beginning. And as soon as I fell down, um, the donuts were all over me and the chocolate was splattered all over me. So, yeah, that has to be noted. And um, because I'm in shock and I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm down there, um, I just had an accident. So I'm, I'm slowly and gradually trembling towards the train. And, you know, <laughs> and then my coach comes and just takes hold of me and pulls me back and... That's when I lived. That's when I survived. Yes, I lived through that moment and I had a huge, um, you know, there was there was a lot of people around me. The next thing I know, there were a lot of aunties asking me if you're if you're okay, how are you doing, son? How are you feeling? Are you alive? Uh, do you have energy in your body? And I had a had a really concerned coach because you know he was chaperoning us and he was really you know really really concerned about us. And, you know, I remember I looked into my pocket, you know, not to mention where I landed and I take out my phone and it's fine. And that's also a miracle. And then the next thing I know is that I take my baggage, I leave the donuts all splattered on me and on the floor. And the next thing we know is that I say, let's go out of here. I want to go to my hotel 
And you know, I acted strong because you know, who doesn't want to look strong? I said, no, I'm not hurt. I can't feel any pain in my body and I'm all set for the competition. I don't have anything to fear about. And as soon as we enter into our hotel room, I suddenly, you know, my whole body starts to ache and literally every single part of my body. And that is where I wonder that, wow, that was some accident I had a few moments ago and I actually lived. And I think that's something I should be grateful about because, you know, so, so I can say that uh, I think it's fair enough to say that um, Jessup has been a matter of life and death for me because I've experienced, uh, you know, I've experienced death. I mean, almost experienced it. And, uh, and not to mention all that we had in the hotel that suddenly the electricity went off and then we had to see a lot of unpleasant things in the hotel as well. And it was just amazing. You know, it was a part of our journey to Jessup. And I think we had a rather, I think we can write a book on our journey to Jessup. You know, we can make a documentary on it because it's going to be a super hit. Yeah, I've already figured out a title. We could name it something apt, like Surviving Jessup, or the time I almost got killed by Jessup. <laughs> anyway, I think it's worth noting that um, at that exact moment when you dive-bombed out of the train and survived, we knew, at that moment, we knew that Jessup wasn't kidding around, that we were playing this game on legendary difficulty, that things were going to be... Hmm, you know, we got a pretty fair taste of what was to come inside that courtroom. So yeah, definitely. Well, um, boys, it has been a wonderful session today. It has been lovely talking to both of you. You both have shared some wonderful insights, some wonderful stories. And um, if it's anything to evaluate with, I think that I am, well, I know for certain that I am extremely grateful to have shared the past year with both of you. And I hope it it only goes uphill from here and we can continue to be, to make more experiences and continue to learn and evolve as we go further down the line into this profession. So Muhammad Zaman and Moise, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And I would just like to uh, end with the note that as, as Zaman said, this was a death defying experience and, uh, and COVID made it even more enjoyable. <laughs> as, as I remember, we had uh, we had scoured the entire city. We had scavenged the entire city for N95 masks before. Yeah, our we didn't find till the yes. end. And, so. and I'm proud to say we found nothing. So that yeah, we pretty, settled for clinical masks. So yeah. yes. Uh, so we had to <laughs> compromise on a lot, settle for a lot, but at the same time we were together and we really went through it all together and we came out of it as matters. stronger people with stronger bonds with each other. So that was the entire point of Jessup. It was amazing. We had a great time together, and that's the key, man. With that being said, we will be concluding this session. Thank you both so much, and thank you, everyone, for listening in. That's episode two.